Do you have to enjoy sports to enjoy sports video games? That's the question we're giving ourselves a task of answering on this week's Gaming the Podcast. Have a listen to our thoughts on the subject and then let us know what you think. We are at Indie by Design on Twitter and all other social media platforms. That's at Indie by Design. So drop us a follow and get involved in the conversation there. Also, if you happen to enjoy the art, culture and history of video games, then you should visit our website, IndieByDesign.net. There you can check out the books that we've written and designed on those very subjects. That's enough rambling from me, though, so let's get on with this week's show and answer the question, do you have to enjoy sports to enjoy sports video games? As somebody that's not particularly into a lot of real-world sports, there's not a lot of sports that I watch uh, or, or spectate in real life, but there's still several sports games and types of sports games that I play. I'm interested to know how my experience tallies with yours as somebody that is interested in watching a lot of real world sports. It's something that you're very interested in, very passionate about. And I'm interested to know, like, how does that translate into our video game experiences of sports and whether, well, frankly, like, do you have to like sports to like sports games? And what are you getting out of each type of sports game? So, how, I mean, do you think, on that basic level, do you think, like, you get more out of sports games or do you think you have um... to like sports in order to like sports games? Well, I don't think you have to like sports in order to like sports games. No, and, and I, I don't, and I know that for experience by knowing people, uh, you know, including yourself. But there are other people mm. that I know as well who play sports games but don't but don't especially enjoy sports and would never, never, you know, make time to watch football mm. or F one or golf or whatever it is. They just wouldn't watch any, but they still enjoy sports games so no from from a direct experience level i would say no you don't have to like sports in order to like sports games but i mean i do really like sports and like a lot of different sports like you know football and nfl nba tennis racing like ufc whatever um and i engage with all most sports that i watch i engage with in video game form as well i mean not all mm. of them don't really play cricket games that much even though i do watch cricket um well that yeah and that's an interesting thing like on that because there's sports of the of the few sports that i do watch things like snooker tennis golf um some nfl like there's a lot of several of those i don't play the video game equivalents of snooker in particular I don't really have much interest in playing the video game equivalent of, which I, which is odd to me because I can well imagine that getting a snooker video game right is, by comparison, relatively easy in terms of replicating the physics and the, like, it's a very self-contained thing that you're, you're representing. Yeah. There's not as many that's, variables as there is yeah, on a football field. That's much easier um, than replicating realistic physics for 22 yeah, players. Human behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And, but, and yeah, I'm not that, I'm just not interested in, in like engaging with a video game of snooker, whereas I'll watch it. And I wonder, like, I think maybe this comes back to, it comes back to probably the way that I engage or the way that I watch those sports in the first place and the and the reason that I'm playing video game sports games because I don't play any I can I don't think I can think of a single video game sports game that I play single player so I will play the multiplayer and I so it's kind of as a way of it's a social thing it's a way of Mm. interacting with other people and we might sit down and play something like everybody's golf which yeah you know, is loosely a golf game, at least. Um, yeah, well, I suppose so... it's important here to have that definition as well, because there are various types of 
sports game. There's like the sports sim, uh, you know, like iRacing, a set of Corsa right on the racing side. And then you've got um, more arcadey games like Everybody's Golf or FIFA Street, NBA Jam, that sort of stuff, mm. which is mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which are trying to mimic the the core fundamentals of the sport, like the core rules maybe, or the core actions that you're going through, but not in a realistic way. Uh, and then I suppose there's a third and there's a third kind of sports game as well, which is kind of like the, I don't really know what to call it. I mean, they would try to refer to themselves as simulations, but they're not really. And I'm thinking like Madden, FIFA, NBA, 2K, um, PGA, the PGA tour games, UFC games, they would like to call themselves simulators, but, I don't think they are like uh, when you play FIFA, you're not simulating the act of playing football. You're simulating the act of what it would be like if you could watch the players on TV, but control them. You're not actually Mm. going through the motions. You're not kicking the ball. You're not taking the penalty. You're not getting fouled like you are in say a racing game where you are performing the exact Mm. same actions as the race driver uh, okay, your sen- your senses are different because you can't feel the shake of the car and whatever. You can't feel the weight changing and the centrifugal forces, but you are going through the exact same motions as Lewis Hamilton is going through in that F1 car. But in yeah. FIFA, you're not going through the same actions as Messi or Salah or whoever uh, is going through in... So, so I think there's three kinds of sports yeah. games. I suppose there's a simulator, there's like the, the the arcade game, and then there's the game which is trying to simulate tv spectator yeah it's trying to simulate that time when you sit on your sofa and you shout at the players you know pass you muppet and then they actually do pass because you're playing a game and you get to press the button yeah and then you have to blame something else because you find out that passing at that moment probably wasn't the best idea but you know so so you can blame the ball physics or something yeah i mean there's someone who watches a lot of sports i play all of those kinds of games i play the simulator i play the kind of realistic tv audience style fifa madden and more arcadey games um yeah see i think i probably don't i think i probably skip the simulator type which probably isn't a big surprise i guess but i'm I'm, i don't engage so the arcadey kind of abstraction of the sports game is what i'm far more likely to engage with and i again i think that's because the reasons that i'm playing it isn't necessarily or not really at all to try and replicate the experience of either watching that sport which i very possibly don't do anyway in real life or yeah. in trying to in trying to be a part of that sport and trying to recreate what it feels like yeah in terms of a racing game because a racing game i'd be you know i'm much more inclined to play something like forza horizon than i am to play yeah. like forza motorsport even or yeah. or i racing or other such <laughs> yeah. um other such games that i've never heard of so <laughs> so but then, but is there a, is it as simple as that? I feel like it's not, because you are very much into sports. So like why, in a very simple way, like why do you, what are you getting out of the arcadey versions of those that's different to the simulation versions? Like the fact that you can enjoy both as somebody that has a big knowledge of, you know, sports sports in general. Yeah. So, so I think on the arcadey side, I would only, I only really play them in multiplayer, really. So it's playing with, they allow me to play with other people without limiting who I can play with by, by limiting, you know, me playing sports games only with other people that really love sports. I can play the arcadey sports games with a wider range of people, uh, cause, you know, there's more people 
um, <clears throat> I know that you know you're not you're not segmenting the audience by asking them you have to like sports in order to play with me. Well, no, I can play everybody's golf or whatever it is with with whoever. Um, so I'll that's where I tend to play those games. Apart from racing games, like arcade racing games, I still play. Uh, you know, Wipeout and Forza Horizon and the Dirt series and whatever, or even Mario Kart, if we're including that as a, a sin in this. Um, <laughs> but I think racing games are slightly different because even when they are arcadey and it's, you know, you don't have to worry about the traction on your car so much and you're not gear shifting and whatever. Um, they're still, they're, they're kind of just like in your face, aren't they? They're visceral. They're just really fast and like action packed yeah. and, like you don't have to like racing at all to to like those games because I suppose the feedback system is just giving you everything that you need to have to have fun. Like you know, it's like a shooter. You don't have to like shooting guns in order to mm. like Call of Duty because the feedback system is so one to one. You shoot the gun, does it hit target? Yes or no? You got that immediate feedback, and that then triggers you to either be successful and you're and you've shot the guy, so you want to that feels good, so you want to shoot more, or you mm. miss and it's frustrating, but like you only miss by a little bit, so you want to improve. Um, yeah, I mean, so racing. you're achieving the thing that you're setting out to do, irrespective of what that thing is, and that's yeah. that's what you're getting feedback on—the yeah. thing that you're setting out to and try, not the actual end. Yeah, goal. and yeah. I think yeah. racing arcade racing games are similar to that in that they provide a very visceral, direct feedback loop. In have I got that line right? Have I got the? Am I on the power? enough to go around that corner mm. like just you know just sort of super nailing that corner at maximum speed and then of course you add in in like wipeout and mario and stuff you add in shooting as well <laughs> so um mm. so it's got it's got that on on top of it um on the other game so on like so i think sometimes there's this feeling that if you really like sports and then you play sports games you're playing them only to try to live a dream of like what it would be mm. like to mm. um to you know score the winning goal at a world cup final or throw the winning touchdown in super bowl or whatever but i don't know if that's wholly true because of what i said before like it doesn't when i play fifa i don't feel like ronaldo when i play madden i don't feel like tom brady or whoever mm. um it is one level removed from that you're engaging on it for me you're engaging on it from like the things that I really like about American football and football soccer is that um, I like the tactical side. I like like the different, and I like the fact that you know there's generally thousands, if not millions, of ways of winning a game, and it's not like everyone's found yeah. the ways of winning all the ways of winning yet. There's more ways of winning come up every year, every season as people evolve their tactical approach and players try different things and whatever. Um, so I like those parts of the games because it allows me to kind of experiment and see those things in action in a different way. But it also means that I tend to get bored of them quite quickly. So with FIFA, for example, I get bored of it. I still play it whenever it comes out, but I get bored of it faster each year because that tactical diversity isn't, isn't there mm. really. Like, whereas in real football, when you watch it, if you, you know, you could watch any one of thousands of different teams around the world or like hundreds of good teams across Europe and South America and wherever. Um, 
And you can see in those games many, 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 many ways of winning. And within the game, a single game, a team might have eight or nine approaches if it's going badly. But in FIFA, it's a bit frustrating because it's not a true simulation. So mm. when you play people online or or you yourself fall into just one of five or six ways of approaching a game because those are, with how the game's been programmed, those are just the best ways to win. So the game feels limiting well, that- quite quickly. Yeah, and that's not something, to my knowledge anyway, that FIFA has ever really tried to to recreate. Like, I don't recall many years where the the back-of-the-box features have been that they have implemented a new, you know, a a refined way to issue tactical changes. Like, a lot of the headline stuff in FIFA is, is, I don't know, like, it's this particular, like, passing system, or it's, you know, hair physics, or it's something. I'm being a bit disparaging there. But yeah, it's not, it's not focused on the on the tactical side as much as some like in the in the same way that if you play football manager yeah i presume it that's far more yeah far more yeah. tactically like, nuanced yeah to give fifa credit like in recent seasons it 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 well pretty much every season for like the last 6 or 7 years it has um it has spent more effort increasing the tactical variety and how you can issue commands to different players and mm. you can issue them without going into the pause menu and stuff like there are more and more things that you can do um but yeah compared to something like football manager football manager is way more diverse in in tactical approaches specifically like way way more um but it doesn't have to worry about like the physics of the players so much Mm. yes you can watch the games in football manager but the physics systems and stuff and they're when they're as evolved and sophisticated as they are in fifa but with Football manager, yeah, football manager, you're taking it one level more abstracted by actually kind of removing the act of playing the game. Yeah. And and, and putting it down to button presses and stuff. And then it's then it's kind of like a okay, I've loaded up the team now of all these instructions and let's just see how they do. And of course you can pause the game whenever you want and change it. And then the, and the simulation is super sophisticated. But it's interesting a football manager where the sophistication comes from removing yourself that one layer more and removing mm. the act of playing the game and simulating only, well, not only, but primarily the act of issuing instructions to individual pieces of AI rather yeah. than... Well, rather uh, but, than and that side of something like Madden is the thing that I've always enjoyed about it. That's what drew me to it in the first place way back in like 1991. It was that... It's, it is that feedback loop. It's that mini like issue, read the situation, issue instructions, make that play. Did it succeed? Yes, no. And then that then feeds into the next set of strategic decisions. Mm. And it's, so it is almost about, it is about those decisions rather than the actual act of like the in the moment gameplay. That's the stuff. And like that, and I, I was, I started playing Madden without really having any interest in NFL, it was more the other way around. It started, I started playing Madden just because a friend had it and we played loads of it. And that got me more into NFL. Not, I mean, still not to any real extent, you know, I might watch the Super Bowl every year and follow along broadly with what's happening um, during the season, but it's not something I go out of my way to watch or engage with, but it's, but nonetheless, any interest I have in NFL came from Madden and, and any understanding of the rules and the strategies of NFL came from, playing madden but i'm i wonder it's i wonder so me and a friend play have played madden historically the bit of madden that we've always struggled with uh 
or struggled the most with is the defensive Defense, yeah. <laughs> strategies. <laughs> Could have guessed that. But I, and so how does that work? Because I like thinking about something like snooker, I've seen players complain about somebody, like a player like Ronnie O'Sullivan, who may decide on a whim, such as his want, that if somebody snookers him, he's just going to hammer the ball around the table and see what happens. And I've seen players complaining about that because that isn't, and it's a bit like underarm serves in tennis. There's this notion of that's not the, although that's within the rules, it's not the spirit of the game or it's not the, well, that's not how this dynamic is set up. Yeah, well, the dynamic is set up that I, I do this thing and I expect you to do that thing and, and etc. Like, and then we go back and forth on those, those rules. Yeah. Well, I would, I would suggest that the reason the other players are annoyed at that is because it reduces the skill level to a point where anyone could do it. So you're, you're, you're removing this game of skill to a game, to you're pushing it to a game of luck. And at that point, what's the point of playing it? Uh, cause you get the same thing in poker tournaments. Professional poker players won't play against non-professional players because they can't be sure that the amateurs are getting the information properly that they're putting on the table in order for them to fold or whatever. So then the, then the amateur mm. will just do this completely random thing, even though every, every mathematical reasoning, every piece of psychological reasoning says they shouldn't do it. And then the pros just like, well, what's the point of me playing? Like I'm giving all this information and they're not picking up. So, so my game see, I, can't I'm- act here. I find that interesting, but I find I f- there's a bit of me that reacts to that in like a uh, kind of like a, well, boo-hoo kind of thing. Like uh, your goal as the more skilled player, and I'm thinking of this on the fly, so, but your goal as the more skilled player is to impose your game on the situation, not to, if somebody's playing like this, it would also explain why when I've been in casinos in the past and I'd sit down to play something like blackjack, people get annoyed because I'm not doing it the right way. People that follow me or precede me in the turn order don't get to act in the way that they want to because I've done something random like, you know, hit on a 15 or whatever. But it's like, there's there's like Nick Kyrgios in tennis says, well, it's it's in the rules of the game. What's the problem? You need to react to it. It's, you need to just get used to the idea that this might happen. You've yeah, yeah. always known that this might happen. It's just that people haven't done it and now people are doing it. It becomes part of the, the tactics and the gameplay. But I wonder, so just to loop this back to the original thing about Madden, what would happen, so if you and I sat down to play Madden and you with a much greater understanding of the the defensive side of it, and I'm probably not choosing the offensive plays that I should be in any given situation. And so then how do you set up a defense, a particular defensive formation, when, because what you're acting on presumably is what I should be doing in that situation. It's third and 20 and I should be doing X but I'm doing something else. So you set your formation. You you literally have to choose your formation ahead of time. You you like set yeah, that but you up, can and then I'm doing something it. that's yeah. But so but so how like is that one of those situations where it's like the person who doesn't have the knowledge is setting themselves up? Yeah, it could be, and and like the other person feels that's unfair or is or not well, necessarily unfair, be, but just doesn't enjoy it or is yeah, like, it's it could just not be, fun yeah, to play. Yeah, against. yeah, and it could be that like this isn't enjoyable because the other person clearly has no idea what they're doing, and the annoying thing is that the person that has no idea what they're doing is probably still going to lose most of the time, but it becomes annoying when they're not losing all the time because they should be losing all the time <laughs> because they've made the wrong thing. 
they've made the wrong decision. And I think this is but like... doesn't it make it the right thing? If, if no, then, yeah, but do it you know doesn't. what I mean? Like, yeah, if, but if it, it works, doesn't then if, like, isn't, isn't that then the right thing? Yeah, but it doesn't if the good players decide not to play against anyone other than the good players. Because this is what happens in poker. It's not about accepting the, the fact that there's this randomness from the guy who doesn't know what's going on. It's about, well, I'm mm. just not going to play them. So I'm not even going to allow that form of play to impact me um, mm-hmm. because it's not how... It's not it's not a high skill level. Like, yes, anyone with a low skill level can beat now and again on any single random game, a person yeah, with a high skill level. Sure. But yeah. they won't. And this is why American sports like NBA and NHL have best of seven series. So that the sort of fluky win through sheer silly luck can never, never win the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but, it's a, but in the context of football, isn't that what like the magic of the FA Cup is all about? Well, exactly. Like, yeah. The magic sense. of the FA Cup is increased variance because there's only one game. That's what the magic of the FA Cup is. But that seems to be framed as a as a positive thing, certainly for spectators. It yeah, seems to be framed think, as a very exciting thing. It's like, oh, wow, you know, yeah, this low I, division team could beat Man City yeah, or Liverpool. This is, this is a cultural thing, I think, because that's very, in, in England and in Europe, we like, we like that sense of anything can happen, that the, that yeah. the big dog will be taken down by anyone. It's like, oh, you're not as good as you think you are. Stop getting too big for your boots. In American <laughs> sports, it's very different. The person who's the best should win because they deserve it. Like they should be rewarded. It's like sports <laughs> right. isn't about allowing any old person to have success. It's about celebrating the best. Um, yeah. So it's a different approach to, I'm not saying one is better than the other, but it is a different approach. One of them prioritizes excitement of surprise. The other one prioritizes, mm. no, let's just celebrate the greatest achievement that we can here. Um mm. But so does that translate into video games? So I'm trying to tie this into how I enjoy. So some of the games that you've already mentioned are historically games that I've that I've chosen to play, whether or not I've got a particular um, knowledge of or enjoyment of the real world sport. Um, and they are things like the arcadey things, like NBA Jam back in the day, and you know over NBA 2K and that sort. Of, like I'm more interested in that, and I don't know, like uh, some sort of arcadey football variant but it would be something like mario strikers some yes yeah, so um, honestly yeah something like that over mario golf like everybody's golf over yeah over a well i'm a i'm wondering why then if you're looking for these abstracted versions of the sports that remove a lot of the sophistication and the detail and like the tactics especially and like you know mario yeah. strikers you don't have to know anything about football do you like um no. it's just just it's basically like a beat-em-up Save is how it works yeah. um you have <laughs> yeah, like special yeah. moves and stuff um i'm wondering why you would choose to play those games if you're looking for the more gamey elements over just mm. a straight-up video game that wasn't potentially encumbered by having to abstract the core rule set from football because in Mario mm. Strikers still you adhere to the rules of whoever puts the ball in the net the most amount of times is the winner in mm. uh, Mario Kart it's still who can get over the line quicker than the other team and everybody's golf it's who can do the the fewest shots to get the ball in the hole um, but why I'm wondering why you were uh, if you want all the detail and stuff why would the sports game be something that you pick at all because there's plenty well, of there's, other ga- even think, in multiplayer there's plenty of other games to pick yeah there's an immediacy to some of it the feedback loop that it's based upon 
I guess it's a bit like FPSs, you know, because again, that's like, that's not a genre that I'm particularly well. Narrative FPSs, yes, but like certainly like Twitch FPSs, or we talked about Apex Legends in the past, and that's something that you had yeah. first-hand experience of enjoying me. Um, so you're not playing Valorant at play. a competitive level, uh, not quite. No. Um, so there's a there's a feedback loop element of it, but I think again to go back to like why I play these games, often it's for social reasons, and they are they accompany other things. So it's it's more like when I'm playing Everybody's Golf we're not really talking about the golf we'll comment on a shot or is it i mean it's a bit like but back in the day i used to play a little bit of real golf and that wasn't really to go and play golf so much as it was to go and spend four hours walking and talking with friends and every now and then we would you know we would hit a golf ball so it's it's a similar sort of thing like that's i suppose some of it is built into it's it's what the what they facilitate it's it's that they facilitate being able to sit down and chat with friends and then play you know a game that i've been playing for probably a couple of decades by now the ps1 version of everybody's golf was the first one that i played and that so there's a there's a familiarity in that um and if they brought out another nba jam game uh i would be more interested in that than like nba 2k and it's for i suppose for similar reasons it's the social the social side like it's it's familiar enough that i don't need to go and learn a whole new thing it's like i understand that it's yeah putting that in there more than the other person but then there's also just the emotional like adrenaline style feedback of playing nhl and you know it's that's it's just fun like that feedback of yeah of getting of scoring. i think i mean well i think you just answered it in the in the in the familiarity and and i think the simplicity of the rules as well because there's a, there's a reason why people that don't play sports games will still gravitate towards games based on sports rather than multiplayer games that are just that are not based on sports mm. um there's plenty of games we can play to relax with friends that are multiplayer that are not sports uh you know mm. mmos or whatever like a multiplayer game overcooked or whatever um they're not sports but we i think we pick sports games i'm just trying to think about why the reason is and it could be the familiarity um of the, the core from the there's there's the learning process is much reduced because we understand mm. the rules of the basic rules of tennis the basic rules of golf even if you never played them you still vaguely understand what they're about um and also, I wonder it's because I wonder if, but you know, these sports have had many, many, many more decades, sometimes over a hundred years, to work out their rule systems and work out what what it is that makes them fun and refine that and refine mm. that and refine that over the time. Like you know, in football, yes, the core rules stay the same, but the but the details of the rules change every season. Um, same with American football, the details of the rules change every single season, like what's legal and what's illegal changes all the time. Um, and that's not just for the good of the game, right? Like that's not just for the specific act of making the game more fun or more enjoyable or more fair to play. That's also incorporating the experience of the spectator in some of those rule changes. Well, right? yeah, like well, this is a philosophical question about what it means for the sport to be more fun because in in real terms i would argue that it only what it only matters what the audience thinks is more fun because at the end of the day if they don't like it then it's it's not going to 
the sport's going to die. It's not going to make any money. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah. so what's so? It, it, I think it is an intrinsic part of the question of what makes a sport better is actually just what makes it better to watch is the answer. Yeah. It's not really yeah. about the players. They're kind of subservient to the fans because if there's no fans, they got, they're not a player. Mm. Um, so I think that's another key thing as well is that because things like FIFA and Madden and whatever they, and everybody's golf, whatever they, they, the thing that they're copying is the act of watching the sport and mm-hmm. the sports have been designed over time and refined to make it better to watch than they do make natural video games as well because mm. because of that that um you're you're still you're still a a, a spectator you're viewing the sports in a game from a from a spectator angle first yeah. rather than a yeah. player level first apart from things like i racing and gran turismo and whatever um but predominantly you know you you play fifa and madden from tv camera angles you don't play them from the, yeah. the viewpoint of the quarterback um, so then so again then so how does that apply to your your approach and your enjoyment of those games where you are very interested and enjoy the the real world equivalents and not even necessarily just on a, on a spect from a spectacle standpoint, you enjoy, you know, engaging with, with the, the tactical and I guess philosophical, uh, approach of various football players and managers. So how does that translate into when you play a football game? Like, are you able to, are you able to even engage in, video game soccer football games in the same way that you can real world real world football is there uh, an equivalent and and is even not, that what you're looking for not really no uh apart from some they're not the same i mean even in football manager uh i'm indulging in that like oh but i could do it better kind of thing or well, not mm. even better mm-hmm. it's just like okay what you know the experience well, sometimes it's, if, I, I can yeah. do it better. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's a what if. Sometimes it's just like, okay, how... Uh, it's it's another way of engaging in a sport that I love, I suppose, from mm. a completely mm-hmm. different angle. And it allows me to enjoy different things about it. Amazing, like Football Manager especially allows you to uh, understand more about it from a different, um, a different perspective. Um, on those sorts in of things. In the same way that I will watch... I will watch Hades runs, not necessarily to get to pick up tactics. I mean, sometimes, but not really. It's just that it's a thing that I love and it's another way for me to engage with that thing and enjoy that thing, even if it's not representative of either how I play the game or it's not informing how I play the game. Perhaps it's just, yeah, it's the seeking out of another way to to interact with something that you already enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and it could be something that you're interacting with something that is nostalgic, I suppose, as well. Like, so I, I play, I still play like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater now, mm. uh, and I used to skateboard when I was younger, but I don't now. But I still like that kind of world, and I still, I still watch like the X Games and stuff now. So I still like like mm. the, the, I still appreciate the skill level and stuff. And Tony Hawk's obviously not very realistic. Um, <laughs> SSX but tricky. It, That's, yeah, that would be SSX my go-to games. for that. Yeah, yeah and, and that I used to snowboard as well, and haven't for a long time. Um, but I still like playing SSX and those things. So yeah, I suppose I suppose at a core, yeah, like all of these games are about. Well, for me, um, 
Well, well, I don't know. I suppose the conclusion here is the beauty of sports games is that they can be so many things to so many people, mm. whether it's indulging in a new in a new way of a sport that you love, if it's trying to replicate the sport in a one-to-one version of the sport in iRacing or whatever, if it's being able to play a tried and tested rule set with friends in everybody's golf, if it's uh, having a larger-than-life version of a rule set in Mario Strikers, like whatever, there's all of these, um, you know, just pure competition elements that work in sports games um, for all these different reasons, for all these different people. Um, I suppose then, is it even a genre? Like, is it even, Hmm. like, is is it so diverse in its offering to all these different people that we actually need to categorize them a bit more precisely in order to make meaningful links between them well very possibly yeah because what i what i think of and what it means to me what a sports game might mean to me like when we talk about sports games that i have a very different even interpretation of what that is or a very different not interpretation necessarily but a it means a different thing for me um and and that also is determined by the person to whom I'm talking about it. So if I'm talking to you about sports games, if you were to say on on that very basic uh, linguistic level, let's play a sports game, mm. I would I would take that to potentially mean something different than if somebody else said let's play a sports game. Except, of course, I mean there may also be you may have also factored that in, and in saying to me let's play a sports game, you're you know you're so there's a it's a very subjective thing. But and if you I suppose the better you know somebody, the more you tailor what you mean by you know just in the same way as you do when you talk to them about anything, it, you tailor what you say uh, what you mean by what you by what you know of them already so that would be funny though if like someone came around if someone was visiting you or whatever and you were like oh yeah i'm gonna set up a sports game for us to play and the only game they ever play is i racing like, okay great yeah well amazing and they go around and it's like here's the wii mate i'm gonna play like some wii sports it's like, what? Yeah, it's wii not, bowling is entirely game. awesome that's, that's absolutely amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah well so yes it is a very flexible genre it is a very and it can give us different things. I mean, yeah, maybe more so than maybe more so than a lot of other genres. Like, yeah, I think I think that's the thing that like, that's why I'm struggling to see if it is a genre or not because it mm. because all of these games combined into a single thing. Like, I mean, at the most basic level, you can say an arcade sports game versus simulation, but I don't know if that's a useful a useful definition even because like is FIFA a simulation like we were speaking about before? So. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It could be that the, well, I don't know. The diversity of them is the most interesting thing, but then I suppose the diversity of them can also lead to problems in communicating what they are because they are so many different things to different people. It's not like, it's not like, um, MOBA. Like that's very defined. Like you say, you're like, you want to mo, I'm going to play a MOBA. Then it's okay. I know exactly what I'm getting. You say sports game. It could be one of twenty different variations of a game that bear very little resemblance to each other whatsoever. So, is sports game even a meaningful genre? Let us know what you think via our Twitter and our other social media platforms. We are at Indie by Design on everything. While you're there on our Twitter, you'll also find a link to our Discord, which we've just started, so head over there for more chat and stay up to date with everything that we're doing. Also, if you enjoy gaming the podcast, then it would be fantastic if you are able to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, as it really does help us massively when it comes to finding new listeners and building our audience. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week. Cheers. Cheers.